I learned a long time ago, you cannot judge a, a service by that day. You have to judge it by the week and the months that lie ahead, how we apply what God does in our midst. And I believe God did some wonderful things here this morning. I'm, I, I believe there were some deliverances and breakthroughs and healings. I believe that. I, I, I feel that in my spirit. We are thankful for what God's doing. If you have your Bibles for just a few moments, the book of Psalms, chapter 42. And if you don't mind to stand in honor of that word, I love to stand to honor the word of God. But I want to begin reading with verse number one. And uh, I'm going to read down to verse number five. And uh, then we'll skip down to verse number 11. Psalms 42. I've noticed that there are certain... uh, passages and there are certain books of the Bible that I find myself going back to more often than not. I remember looking at a minister of years past and uh, just out of curiosity I, I got to looking at the number of times that man preached from one verse in Luke chapter 15 about the prodigal son and and almost on a Yearly or bi-yearly basis, he would preach a message out of Luke chapter 15. And so I don't feel so bad. I don't do it quite that often, but I do go back to the book of Psalms a lot. And I'm going to go there again tonight for just a few moments. And it reads like this. As the heart panteth after the water brooks, so panteth my soul after thee, O God. My soul thirsteth for God, for the living God. When shall I come and appear before God? My tears have been my meat day and night, while they continually say unto me, Where is thy God? Notice, while they continually say unto me, Where is thy God? When I remember these things, I pour out my soul in me. For I had gone with the multitude. I went with them into the house of God. And with the voice of joy and praise, with the multitude that kept holy day. Verse 5, he said, Why art thou cast down, O my soul? And why art thou disquieted within me? Hope thou in God, for I shall yet praise him for the help of his countenance. And then verse 11 says again, Why art thou cast down, O my soul? And why art thou disquieted within me? Hope thou in God, for I shall yet Praise him who is the health of my countenance and my God. And everybody said amen. Amen. My subject tonight, when it's better to talk than listen. (laughs) Amen. Praise God. 
Now I know what Abraham Lincoln said. He said it would better to be re- to, to remain silent and be thought a fool than to open your mouth and remove all doubt. Well, I've come to contradict that tonight. I'm telling you that there are times when you need to speak instead of listen. And everybody said amen. You may be seated. The book of Psalms is one of the greatest resources of spiritual wealth there is in the world. This book alone has been the inspiration not only to me, but to countless thousands of people throughout the ages. The Psalms speak to us because they are rich in human emotion. They play on all of the strings of our feelings and our emotions. They meet us in despair when hope is gone, and they lift us on wings of praise and prayers into the very presence of the Lord, and they give songs in the night. The psalm that I have chosen tonight for our consideration is a valuable psalm to me because of its lesson that it speaks to my heart. First of all, it is called a psalm of instruction. It was designated as a particular type psalm. It was a mashel, I believe that's how you pronounce it, but it was a unique psalm. It was not just a song to sing. It was not just a melody to hum, but it was a word to instruct, and it was a word to teach. It was written and recorded that you and I would learn something from it. And that when we read it, we would not only see ourselves, but we would see an answer. And we would learn a principle. And we would be taught a practice. How valuable it is tonight to understand the principle of the Word of God and learn how to practice those principles. Amen. And everybody said praise the Lord. Come on, lift up your hands right now and thank God for His Word. Oh, thank you, Lord, for your Word tonight. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. I don't know why, but for some reason, the psalmist was downcast. It is evident from what he said. Part of the problem was that he had not been able to go to the house of God for a season. Now that doesn't bother a lot of folks. They can lay out a church a long time and it not bother them, but it bothered this man. There was something about coming to the house of God that strengthened him and helped him. And for whatever reason, he was unable to do that. Many believe that it was written by David when Saul was pursuing him and There was a lot of pressure on him, and he could not show himself publicly. Whatever the case was, he was feeling down and certainly feeling his need of God. He had troubles and he had tears. He had felt cut off from those that he loved and those that he desired to be with. 
And what a contradiction of emotions you will find in this particular psalm. There is disappointment and there's deliverance. There's a collapse and there's a confidence. There's a shaking on the one hand and there's a shouting on the other. There is horror at one moment and then there is hope. He is overwhelmed at a time and then he is overjoyed. There is found in this text both barrenness, bitterness, and boldness. What a contradiction of emotions. But you and I know a little bit about that. We know what it's like to be up one moment and down the next. And we know what it is for things to be going well and then the bottom drops out. And we don't know whether we're washing or hanging out to dry. We don't know whether we're coming or going. And so it was for this singer. People were saying things about him. That's not odd. People are always saying things about us. But in this particular situation, it, were the, it was the people that were saying things to him. It wasn't that just people were talking about him. It was who those people were. People that were closely connected to him. People that had an interest in him at one time. Now we're talking about him. Have you ever felt like that? You felt like the people that were closest to you were saying things that were hurtful. And if you could just get them to stop and consider what they're saying, maybe they would change their tune and their song. But whatever it was, he could not stop them. He also discovered that not everybody is happy when you're doing good. And not everybody is happy even when you're doing bad. Some people would like for you to do worse. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah. Some of you are going to get with me here in a moment. You're going to quit letting every little distraction get your deficit disorder and, and, and start looking up here. Yeah. Amen. He is a man who is dealing with the raw emotions of life. And there are many questions and few answers in his life. So what does this man do? This man who is filled with contradiction and a man who is wrestling with all kind of human emotion. He does what any wise man ought to do and that is he began to talk to himself. Praise God. I love that. He, he began to talk to himself. Now I know there's some people that think that you would have to have a loose screw to talk to yourself. But really, the truth is, the wisest people in the world will find time to talk to themselves every now and then because that statement tells me something about him. That statement tells me that he had made a decision that in spite of everything that was going wrong, and in spite of all that was not working for him, he decided that it was time for him to stop listening to himself and start talking to himself. And folks, there's a world of difference between those two things. Whether you listen or you talk to yourself. You see, he decided to talk to himself instead of listen to himself. And the answer to whether you are talking or listening will determine whether you are going forward or going backward. 
living by faith or living by fear. You can never fight off fear by listening to yourself. You can only fight off fear by talking to yourself. Because there's two people inside of you. There's one that's a coward and wants to run at every adversity. But there's another man that said, wait a minute. I'm a child of God. I am blood-bought. I have been purchased with a price. And I am not going to run. I am not going to flee. I am going to stand my ground. Amen. There was faith in that statement that he made. There is hope in that statement. I will yet praise him. Say that with me. I will yet praise him. I will yet praise him. It is the confidence of a man that decided to quit listening and start talking. Now you say, Brother Hughes, how do you know that? Because he was downcast. He was in the dumps. He was discouraged. He was about ready to give up. And it's when he decided, you know what, I need to quit listening and start talking that things began to turn around for him. There is a difference between the two. And you will never overcome adversity by listening to that voice that tells you that you're done for and you'll never get out of this problem. Somebody's got to have enough courage and enough boldness to stand up and say, you know what, if God be for me, who can be against me? If God is on my side, oh yeah, if God is on my side, God will help us. Because you can never fight off fear by listening to yourself, but by speaking to yourself. And what a principle that is. I say that it's time to talk to yourself when you're discouraged. Amen. When you get down in the dumps and things are against you, it's time to talk to yourself. If you listen Poor health will tell you you're going to die and not live. Your finances will tell you that you're going under. You're not going over. If you listen to yourself, yourself will tell you that your dreams have been dashed and your hopes have been crushed, so you might as well give up and quit trying to live for God. When you're discouraged, it's a good time to stand up and say, wait a minute. I am not going under. I'm going over. I'm not quitting. I'm going to refire. I am going to find my hope in God. Amen. You need to talk to yourself when you're discouraged. When your family and friends disappoint you. And when your income is low and your debt is high. You need to talk to yourself. Amen. God's going to make a way. God's going to help me get through this. God's got a, he's got a provision that I don't even know about. Praise God. I was talking to a friend of mine yesterday, and he was telling me about a, a situation that happened in one of our churches. Well, it one thing that happened in his church, but a situation that happened to one of our churches in East Texas. The pastor there received a phone call from a man that was only connected to his church. He didn't go to church there. 
he was just connected. His granddaughter went to church there. He said, sir, can I meet with you? He said, well, I, I can't meet with you now. I'm at Lufkin, Texas at a, at a ministry meeting. But he said, I can drive back tomorrow and meet you. The man said, well, I want to make a contribution to your church. And I, I want to meet with you and share with you what I'd like to do. And so they made arrangements for the next day. And so the pastor comes back to his town, meets with the gentleman, and the guy gave him an envelope. He said, now there's only one stipulation. You have to keep 15% of this, and the rest of it you can put in the church. And the man said, well, if that's what you want, but it's not necessary. He said, no, that's my stipulation. And so he said, all right, we'll do that. When he got back to his car, curiosity got the best of him. And so he opened the envelope. And inside the envelope was a check for $1 million from somebody not even connected to the church that said, you know what? I want to be a blessing to that church. And I want to help them further the cause of Christ. I'm just here to tell you that you may not know where it's going to come from, but God knows, and God knows the man or the woman to move on, to open that door, to bring that into your life. Oh, hallelujah. Praise God, praise God, praise God. What I'm trying to say tonight is this. You don't know, but God knows. And if you listen to yourself, you will hear everything but what you need to hear. It's time to stop listening and start talking. It's time to stand up and say, you know what? Why am I discouraged? Why am I down in the dumps? Why am I fearful? Why am I afraid? The Lord is my hope. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Of whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the enemy shall come in like a flood. The Spirit of the Lord will lift up a standard against him. I've come to tell somebody, you need to get on your feet tonight and start talking to yourself. And saying, you know what? God is with me. And God is going to make a way for me through whatever I am having to go through right now. Hallelujah. You need to talk to yourself when you're discouraged. And you need to talk to yourself when you're upset. Amen. When you're upset. When you're disquieted. You know what that means? That means you're mad. Anybody ever get mad? Mad enough to bite nails? <laughs> mad enough to spit fire? Anybody ever get mad enough that you say things you wish you hadn't said? <clears throat> oh yeah, when you're upset, it's easy to forget a lot of things. Oh yeah. It's like Jacob who made the statement that all was against him when the truth was everything was working for him. He didn't even know it. 
But a son that he thought was dead wasn't dead at all. He was already in Egypt because that's where Jacob was going because of a famine. So God sends Jacob ahead or he sends Josh, Joseph ahead so that Joseph can be at the right place at the right time. So when it's time for Jacob to go there, everything's already set up. Can you understand me tonight that that's how God works for his children he will set things up. He will prepare things before you. He will make a way for you where there is no way. And while Jacob was saying, everything is against me, the truth was God and everything was for him. Amen. Elijah. Oh, how many of us have been like Elijah? I'm the only one left, God. And nobody loves you. Nobody wants to serve you. Everybody's going to hell in a handbasket. Nobody wants to be faithful. Nobody wants to serve you. Why don't you just let me die? Oh. Yeah, and then God began to speak to him and say, oh, Elijah, you are so blind and you are so ignorant. I don't think God actually said that, but that's how I would have said it. <laughs> Thank God I'm not God. <laughs> uh, you are so ignorant. You are so chicken-hearted. You lily-livered. Oh, come on, Elijah. Get on your feet. I've got 17,000 prophets that haven't bowed their knee or bent their knee toward Baal. I've got people in this community you don't even know about that are ready to rise up and show themselves in my behalf. Why are you so upset tonight when greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world? And why are you so upset when if God is for you, who can be against you? Oh, come on, clap your hands to the Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah. The oldest man that we feel, according to history, that ever lived, Job perhaps was the oldest. He was the first. Job wished that he had not even been born because so many things were wrong in his life. And even the very men that Jesus handpicked. Now think about that. They're out of all the countless thousands of people in Jerusalem and Judea, the Lord picks 12 men. He comes by and he said, you and 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 you. How many is that? Two, four, six, eight. And you and you and you and you. You 12 are going to be my disciple. You're going to follow me. And I'm going to make you fishers of men. Now, I don't know about you, but if I was picking men out, I wouldn't just go out and start randomly saying, okay, I want you, 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 you. I'd want the guys that had the kind of qualities I was looking for. So I have a feeling that they did, even though they didn't know it, they had the qualities he was looking for. They were just hidden under a whole lot of stuff. But here these chosen men are, they're in the middle of a storm, 
And Jesus is in the boat. And they panic. They go to pieces. Amen. They just go up and smoke. Oh, do you not care that we perish? Come on, everybody. Do you not care that we perish? Panicking because they thought that it was over. You know why they thought it was over? They'd been listening to themselves. They've been listening. Hey, this is a bad storm. This is rough wind. I've never seen it like this before. I've been through some bad things, Brother Hughes, but I've never been through anything like this. Oh, I'm thankful that the Lord stood up and spoke. He spoke peace. And he spoke calm. You need to talk to yourself about God's grace and God's goodness and your hope. This man decided to face his problems and to fight back. He didn't give in to the inevitable. There has to be that kind of courage in every one of our lives to fight back. I'm not giving up. I'm not going down. I'm not quitting. I may be down, but I'm not out. I may be hurt, but I'm not dead. I may be in pain, but I've got news for you folks. Pain has never killed anything or anybody. <laughs> oh, Brother Hughes, this is the big one. Pain had never killed anybody. But you talking to yourself, there's been some people that have talked themselves into a grave. They've talked themselves into giving up. They've talked, they've, they've listened to that negative stuff. There's two men. It seems like there's two men inside this one man, and it is of all of us. There is one that says you can't, and there's one that says you can. And you have to decide whether you're going to listen or you're going to speak. Amen. It's time to question your fears instead of listening to them. Did you hear me? It's time to question your fears instead of listening to them. Why? Why are you disquieted? Why are you cast down? It's time to question your doubts instead of listening to your doubts. Has God ever failed Has God ever gone to sleep? Has God ever not been? It's time to question your doubt. Amen. Instead of listening to your doubts. Because he never has and he never will. The Bible said he shall not fail nor be disappointed. It's time to question your questions. Amen. It's time to question your question instead of listening to your questions. It's a time to stand up and say, you know what? I need some courage to fight back. And it's going to start with me talking to myself. Why are you cast down? Hope thou in God. 
I shall yet praise him. That's a message all by itself. I shall yet praise him. I may not be able to do it right now, but this is not always going to be the way it is. There's going to be a turning of the tide. It speaks to the weakest among us tonight. The one who feels incapable of holding out. God can help you. It speaks to the sickest among us tonight that God can help me overcome whatever it is that has made me sick. It speaks to the most hopeless among us that God can bring to life even dry bones. Amen. There is mercy without limit. So here's what I'm going to close with. And this is what you need to say to yourself. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and fortress. My God, in Him will I trust. Isaiah 43 and 6, I will say to the north, give up. And I will say to the south, keep not back. Bring my sons from far and my daughters from the ends of the earth. I will say of my soul, hope thou in God. Oh, listen to me tonight. Somebody needs to stand up and start talking and quit listening. Amen. Because if you keep listening to yourself, And I know that sounds like a contradiction, but it ain't. Pardon my English. It ain't. (laughs) My dad, he loved that. He he talked to himself all the time. One time he embarrassed me so bad, he'd get me in the building somewhere. And he's he's talking to himself, holding a full-fledged conversation with himself. And I'm looking around, I'm wondering, what are people thinking? My dad has lost his ever-loving mind. So one day I'm in the truck with him and I get the bonus. I said, Daddy, why in the world do you talk to yourself without even batting an eye? He said, Son, it's like this. Every once in a while, I like to talk to a gentleman. (laughs) Yeah. Every once in a while, I like to talk to a winner, not a loser. A winner, not a whiner. Yeah, so what's it going to be? Life is rough. It's rough for everybody nowadays. There's no easy path. Folks, I've learned something about growing older. It ain't for sissies. (laughs) It ain't for sissies. You think, oh, you're so full of vim and vigor tonight. Ain't nothing ever going to whip you down. I'm telling you, you live long enough. There'll be stuff that'll whip you down and pull your tongue out and wrap it around your throat. You know what? I refuse to become a whiner. And I refuse to be a quitter. If God is for me, who? Who? Who can be against me? AT&T? Bank of America? The Republican Party, the Democratic Party, who can be against you? 
somebody on your job that's doing everything they can to block every opportunity, who can be against you? I said it this morning. I'm going to say it again. I've seen God work too many miracles for you to come and tell me that God can't open a door right where you are. I remember a few years ago praying with a young man that was here in our church back then. And he said, Brother Hughes, they have, I've applied for a job. He said, everybody else that's applied for the job has every qualification that they're asking for. And I have none of them. I said, apply anyway. Guess who got the job? You don't have to clap if you don't want to. You don't, some of you don't even have to believe that. I'm just telling you it happened. I'm just telling you that one company fired a man. Another company hired him within a week for almost double the salary that the other company. And then in a few years, the company that hired him bought the company that fired him. And the people that caused him the trouble were now under his thumb. And he had the power to do with them what he wanted to do. I'm thankful that he was a Christian and he showed kindness. He let somebody else fire him. Oh, I'm just saying, man, there's nobody on the workforce that can stop you. There's nobody in your neighborhood that can stop you. There's nobody in your family that can stop you from living for God. There's nobody in this church that can get so under your skin that they can cause you to quit living for God. If God is for me, who can be against me? I've decided that it's time to stand up and start talking. Hallelujah. I shall yet praise him. I shall yet praise him. There's going to be a turning of the tide. There's going to be a reversal of fortune. There's going to be a day that's going to come when I am going to rise again. Come on, stand to your feet, everybody, and clap your hands to the Lord. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord.